Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is December 21st in this year, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Alfred Kanawa. Finally, together, we're on a podcast. It, it feels great. It's, uh, I really can't wait to do a podcast with you, Glenn. Set it off there. I'll say on air. I love your work. Excited to Thank be you. with you tonight. And I'm always uh, excited to be with the big guy, Matt Morgan. So this is going to be a, quite the dream team today. Well, so set the bar high there. You know, uh, <laughs> dare I say, the, the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the best of the year. Let's just call our shot right oh, now. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Go for it. And much like Raw or a Sir Mix-A-Lot song, it'll just be a little bit too long. Just that I'll have that extra verse that you didn't quite need, but maybe we'll bring it home. Sure. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning as I was working out to Sir Mix a lot, and it was making me think of Monday Night Raw. And I was like, you know, Mix, not every song needs five freaking verses. Now, in Testarossa, it makes sense because every verse corresponds to a gear in his car, and it's there. But Posse's on Broadway, Lockjaw, Swap Me, Louie, even Baby Got Back. These things all go on just a little too long, and it really set my <laughs> mood for watching Raw tonight in the three hours we saw. Why do you know more than Baby Got Back for Sir Mix a lot songs? Uh, Posse's on Broadway, Buttermilk Biscuits, uh, on the Freak Mom. We've, we've got, we've gone, we've uh, seen your your bevy of uh, uh, songs. You know the question is why? It certainly sounds <laughs> awesome. He is a very underrated rapper. I mean, he just couldn't top Baby Got Back, but I mean, he yeah. still for those who are still interested, he had you know he had a good little catalog there. No, absolutely, he did that that song "Jump on It," where he just yeah. like names all the area codes. He did that before Ludacris did. Yeah. Uh, Sir Mix a lot talented, talented man, but I'm just saying the songs are a little long. I think that's his, <laughs> his detriment. And uh, I think with Raw tonight, much in the spirit of Sir Mix a lot, uh, man, this was a long show tonight. I was having trouble oh, yeah. staying awake. And, and when they yeah. announce, when they announce the main event is a six man tag, first off, I'm yeah. thinking I'm just gonna set my alarm and take a nap. But then when you tell me it's a six man tag, like a uh, uh, holiday uh, miracle on 34th Street fight, like just change the channel. Just flip over, start watching the news. It's more entertaining than what you're seeing on TV tonight. I want to know how many viewers they lost when they announced having a six-man tag as their man again. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many viewers they lost when they said it was a holiday match. Because it was advertised as a six-man <laughs> brawl. They didn't say anything about holiday on the website. And then as you're watching the show, they say, oh, no, Christmas trees will be involved. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm just thinking, when's AJ Styles going to go through that table with the eggnog on it? When's it going to happen? Counting the minutes. Uh, there was good stuff tonight, though. There were some good things. Uh, I have to say, A-plus, what they did with Alexa and Randy in that segment, and not having the yeah. Fiend back tonight. Yes. Loved it. We, yeah, 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 yeah. It was very good. Uh, nice to see Charlotte and Asuka kicking off the show as the women's tag team champions. Charlotte talking about coming back. Um, even the way it set up uh, the match at the beginning, inter getting interrupted, but not Charlotte and Asuka being in the match, but then right. ringside when Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose took on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Enjoyed that. If I can issue a yeah. quick correction, those are the sexy muscle friends. Not No longer Dana <laughs> Brooke and Mandy Rose. 
these sexy muscle friends as named by Asuka. It works. And only Asuka could get away with uh, yeah. giving them that. <laughs> no, it was good. Like, there was a lot of stuff that, that was good tonight, but man, just, just too, a little too long. Like, but it started strong. It started well. So, uh, Charlotte's back. And uh, what did you think, Alfred? Are they selling it too much, her friendship with Asuka? Or do you think it's sincere? I don't think it's sincere. What I, I like is that they did address that kind of caveat because they're not known for being friends. But Charlotte did hint that the only reason she teamed with Asuka was to get a shot at that Raw Women's title because before they were interrupted, she started kind of going to business and saying, okay, now about that title. So I like that they at least had that to where she's not randomly paired with Asuka. They don't have this magical friendship out of nowhere. There is, she even said, there's something in it for her. So she's obviously going to get a shot later on down the road. So I'm glad their friendship is parsed in that caveat that she gets a title shot. Did I miss something? Why did she get a title shot? I mean, you're, when you're Charlotte Flair, do you need a reason? Like, <laughs> Well, so you just cozy up next to the, you know, uh, the champ and you automatically get a title shot if you become her tag team partner. I still don't understand the logic. It's WWE, man. It sounds like <laughs> an agreement uh, that Charlotte, I think, has with... I mean, they were implying that uh, the deal is that Asuka uh, asked Charlotte to tag with her, and Charlotte agreed under the condition that she gets a piece of title okay. shot. I think uh, that's that going to be revealed sense. later on down the road. Yeah, if that's the way they go, that makes sense, obviously. But, uh, yeah, no, this was, a good, this was a good, strong way, I thought, actually, to start off uh, Raw. Gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah. And Charlotte definitely has star power. I think I liked how they did this tonight, though. But they like by letting the other women have the match at the beginning. I like that they gave the chance to Peyton and Lacey uh, later in the night. Like this was a showcase for the women's division rather than just Charlotte comes in and it's the Charlotte show, which is my fear. Oh, it's going to go back to it. But, um, dude, I don't know. I mean, I know everyone thinks she gets gifted things or whatever. I still don't think – I still yet to watch a match of hers and go, mm, she's overrated. Honestly, I, I come away going, holy crap, she's crazy athletic. Uh, her promos have gotten better. She's way, she's much more confident than what she used to be. Um, she looks the part as well. She has that champion pedigree look to begin with, um, size, muscle, right? Um but uh, um, her moveset, too, you know, and her confidence. But isn't there that same problem where it becomes like reading a Superman comic and you just sure. you know she's going to win at the end? Like, it's sure. kind of repetitive. But, but you've got to get that you've got it. It's like her daddy. I, I don't want to compare it to her dad, but it's like her dad. When you close your eyes, you think a champion. Hmm? At least when I'm a kid, I always think of Hulk Hogan. I always think of Ric Flair. And for females, I would always, I now would think of Charlotte Flair. So why that's important is you got to put the belt back on her to make the next one. Yeah. And really, and they had a chance. Yeah. No, go ahead. Um, well, I was gonna say, uh, I still think there, there's a lot of money left on the table with Lacey. I think Lacey is. You think I'm crazy? But I think Lacey's just as talented. I think she's just as, almost as athletically gifted. There is a lot of star power with Lacey. I really think they should do more with Lacey, too. I mean, I would say she's as talented as Charlotte, and I definitely agree with you, Matt, that 
I don't think there's any doubt of anybody that Charlotte is just a superstar and she's really good at what she does. I just think that maybe the problem is there's such a disconnect between WWE and their fan base that when, quote-unquote, the front office pushes somebody really hard, it, it turns into back. a push and pull with the fan base, right? Like, it's the same problem they have yeah. with John Cena, who's super talented, who's a Hall of Famer. But, true. you know, at his peak, there is the super Cena dynamic, and I think Charlotte gets some of that, even though she is really good and she's super talented, and I love seeing her out there, but... Uh, but, and when you were saying what Matt is saying is absolutely right in terms of Charlotte being the champion, being able to make somebody. One of the reasons people are really upset with Charlotte, I guess, or they're taking it out on Charlotte, is that she had the chance to do just that at WrestleMania early this year where she was a champion. Mm, yes. Uh, or, you know, against Lacey, uh, not uh, Rhea Ripley, actually. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Ripley hasn't been the same since. They did the opposite of making Rhea Ripley. This was a proven star that they had. And yeah, she didn't win the match idea. she should have against Charlotte, and she's never been the same since. That was the st- one of the stupidest booking decisions I've seen. I'm a huge Charlotte fan, but like I went into that paper, you're going, Rhea's going to be made tonight. She's going to be on her level. Um, Rhea's another one that's actually close to her level as well. Tall, uh, muscle, athletic as hell, um, di- crazy different look than the rest of them. Um, very different. Um, and I thought for sure like that was her breakout moment. I think we all did. And that was a terrible decision. Terrible decision. Charlotte didn't need to win that. Yeah. The NXT championship. Uh, Did not need it. No, I agree. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Razor Jim 555 to 666 is saying he guesses that I dislike Metallica <laughs> because of their long songs. Um, there are a couple of, like, let's face it, the Black Albums, when they took off, when they started condensing stuff, just, you know, a little shorter, three to four minutes. It's not like uh, it's not like Dream Theater where you've got a five-minute song before the song. Matt, what's your favorite Metallica song? Battery and Master of Puppets were very good songs. Pretty good. Pretty good. Alfred, do you have a favorite? Invisible Kid. I know it's not a popular choice, but I love wow. Invisible Kid. I mean, hey, listen, St. Anger is a very underrated Metallica album. Wow. I don't I know say that. that. I'm the guy. I'm the one guy who liked it. <sighs> that documentary, <laughs> Some Kind of Monster, I just can't take it seriously after that documentary. <laughs> You know, and uh, yeah. seeing them in group therapy together. It's like the I least metal thing ever. Uh, <laughs> Joni Shauna Jenkins, Matt, a couple's profile. Wonder what the story is behind that is one. Uh, hey, Matt, Stop. where do you see this feed angle going? Is it possible Brave returns with a new character or an old character? Uh, Matt, to you first. Oh, man. I hope not. I love The Fiend. I love The Fiend. But, uh, They've done a terrible job. I'm not just like I'm burying the writers every single show that I do here with you guys, but they just make the worst decisions. The like, I'm not trying to sound cheesy either by saying wins and losses matter, but they do. They actually do, and this is proof of it. Randy Orton had no business beating the Fiend. He had no business lighting the Fiend on fire and out fiending the Fiend. Okay. Um, mm. for Randy. He's a Hall of Famer. It's the same thing I just said with Charlotte two minutes ago. It does nothing more for Randy's profile. Nothing. Zero. Um, I, so, like, if he comes back as Fiend, the argument's, well, he's kind of cooled off now. I don't know. Uh, I think we see where they go with this, like what they bring him back. He definitely has to come back as Fiend. He's got to get his revenge. He's got to go over. But then from there, WWE, I'm begging you, I am pleading with you, stop booking your magical wizardry, right? Wizardry? Wizardry. Uh, Magician-like monster (laughs) with special powers 
who can do whatever he wants. He can appear, disappear, light things on fire, do whatever the hell he wants. But he can't win a professional wrestling match. Stop doing that. I don't want to see that anymore. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. They had this star. I mean, they had a ready-made star. They created him. It's not like he came from somewhere else. It was a merchandising empire. And they literally have burned him down to the ground. I mean, The Fiend was a it great character. But Seth. he blocked the Goldberg. With, yes, it started with Seth. Seth, right? Yes. I mean, listen, maybe if they got a lot out of the theme, maybe years down the road, you do something like this. Once he's been built into a monster and had his run or whatnot, we are right. way too early into the run of the theme to be yes. burning this thing down to the ground. So I think he does come back as something. At the very least, he'll have a different outfit or it'll be a remixed version of the theme, but it will be different. But uh, I just don't see why we're doing it this early. I mean, what the hell? And by the way, I love the Bray Wyatt character. I saw nothing mm. wrong with the Bray Wyatt, Bray mm. Wyatt family character. I know you didn't like some time. You're like, what's he talking about? I don't understand what he's talking about. Didn't matter. No one knew what the hell Jake the Snake was talking about either. They just knew they were paying attention to him because he was crazy, and I was scared of him. Um, Bray Wyatt was a dope character, too, by itself, um, originally. And they screwed that up, too. He didn't go over yeah. on people that he had. This is why I keep talking about. Writers have got to get Towns to the finish line. All right, Wins matter. He should have went over on Cena, right? He should have went over on Undertaker. I'm sorry if Undertaker's going to put somebody over. Uh, it, it, I thought it should have been someone like him at Mania. Hmm. And that's why he needs to come back as Muscle Man Bray Wyatt and finally just go all the way with it. Vince will screw. I want. I love Muscle Man Bray Wyatt, but he will screw it up. Vince will start doing his fat jokes from 1982. Hmm. It'll, it'll be bad. He'll ruin it. Krona Shaw, five dollars. Look at that. Raj Geary just didn't even show up on a Monday. Look at look at all the money Raj Geary's bringing in with these super chats. Krona <laughs> uh, Shaw, five bucks, saying uh, Raw does its lowest ratings ever. Vince's solution and Raw Legends Night Live, pal. Desperation for ratings when he should be making current stars into legends. So did I miss something? Because I never pay attention to ratings. Obviously, I have no way to follow that. I don't read wrestling stuff. So do, they just came off their lowest rating ever. Raw ever last week. <laughs> ah, I shouldn't be laughing. But what the hell? What was it? What was it? Do we know by chance? 1.527 million. Oh One and a half million. Holy crap, you guys. Do you know how bad that is? I'm not saying it's a bad gun. I'm not. I'm not. That's horrible, bro. It is bad. It is really bad. Uh, but this Legends Night stuff, I feel like like we we see legends all the time this isn't yes. special no of course it's not special we just saw them during undertaker's thing and we saw the best of the best we got to see the top shelf legends during undertaker's retirement ceremony right so we're gonna yeah. see sorry i love certain slaughter is a friend i love him to death he lived in the next town of mine when i lived grew up in connecticut love him to death i don't want to see sarge yeah um but is anybody surprised by this? Like, is there any surprise that Raw's coming off a super low rating? What's Vince's playbook? Either put the McMahons on TV or bring the legends back. <laughs> like, there's really a couple of moves he has, and this is one of them. I don't think anybody's surprised that he's bringing back the legends to get a short pop. And uh, right. you know, we're going to just keep seeing the cycle. The next move is going to be, I, you know, I hate calling people's job, but Bruce Prichard should be nervous because he's probably going to take some executive as a scapegoat and shuffle mm. that around. But this is just what he does. I don't disagree. Anything you just said, Alfred, you're 100% right. Especially uh, with the playbook. Yeah. Disgruntled New York Jets fan, Justin Lopez, $5. <laughs> uh, this raw made me wish the NBA started tonight, except for the Bliss Norton stuff, the show dragged. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was yeah. like it started okay. It just then really, really started yes. to go downhill. And it never quite came it back. Started from... good. Bliss was good. I that's all I got. Yeah. yeah. It's been years. It's been years since Raw is justified in having three hours of television given just the stories they're telling, the creative they have. Yes. Like I can't remember the last time I thought, yeah, three hours is enough for the amount of talent and the, the amount of uh, storytelling and whatever is going on in the show. Like it's been several years since I think uh, well, three hours is a good time frame. Alfred, what would have to happen for Raw to be canceled, in your opinion? Oh, well, I mean, it would really take a lot. The thing, they're in a very advantageous situation because USA Network really needs them. They really don't have much else. They haven't built a lot of programming around Raw. If WWE Raw left the USA Network, they might not be a network, honestly. Like, they're, they're, they're just kind of gone down. Uh, so it would, but, you know, it would really take, if they go down below a million and... God forbid me putting this out in the universe, but if maybe USA Network saw there was more value in an AEW and they were able to scoop them up, something mm. like that. It would take a lot of crazy things to happen, but I don't what? think getting canceled anytime soon, but one of the things that would have to happen, the ratings would have to keep going down, which has been happening. So, they, I mean, the more they go down, the more likely it is to happen. Al, for call me crazy, and sorry for going off on a side note here, Glenn, I'm not trying to move the show on. No, but, it's all good. Um, my bad. Um, Alfred, do you remember uh, TNN? Yes. When I was a TNA, I or uh, no Spike TV. Spike TV was TNN it, turned into Spike TV. Wasn't WWE on Spike, and then like they were looking to still have wrestling. That's how we got on there to begin with TNA somehow. Yeah, yeah, and WWE actually did get canceled by Spike TV. It was kind of an ugly divorce, and they got outright canceled. But WWE was able to just go Different. back to USA Network, so they yeah. can get canceled. But they're always going to have a platform, even if it gets so bad where they're only going to have the WWE Network to air this stuff. They're right. pretty much always going to have a platform to air this, you know. It just there's a lot of unanswered questions. I just want to know what is the gun that is the, the proverbial gun to their head that needs to happen for them to oh. wake up and stop this nonsense. Uh, USA Network to get other hits, I think, would be the number one thing. To, like if the Purge TV series had caught on, you know, if, if Chris Lee was pulling a better rating, if they still had Suits, maybe. Uh, I'm more Mister Robot. Awesome. I yeah. loved. Oh, both great shows, by the way. Robot, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. But they don't have any hits, and they've cut yeah. back their scripted programming greatly. So uh, they need this. Like, they literally need the show. It's a centerpiece. And right now, production is so screwed up with COVID that it would take – I mean, I don't know how WWE could get canceled right now, maybe a year from now. But even right now, I, I, To be clear, I don't want it to be canceled. I just want the threat to – something to happen to threaten them to stop this. I don't know what has to happen. I think I'll, if the stock goes back down to 15 bucks or less – like that just gets somebody fired. It gets a Pritchard or somebody like that mm. fired. Somebody new comes in. It needs to be bigger than that. It's not just that. It's the way of life there with how they book. It don't get these younger one, younger stars over and book them to win. To win. We don't need to see. <sighs> there was a reason why wrestling used to work where it was, uh, let's say, a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being a main eventer like Hulk Hogan, right? There was a reason why the, the formula used to work of booking a 10 at the end of the show versus let's say in the, a four or a five worked because mm-hmm. the guy could obviously win and build up a steam load of wins week after week after week, you know, after week now, because it's AJ Styles versus the, uh, I don't know, another main event level wrestler. It's always going to be 50, 50. And then on the intercontinental, like mid card ish 
type of level wrestlers, right? Same thing. Same guys at the same level, and they go 50-50. So nothing comes out of this. Nobody gets over. It's all a wash because they do not get these guys or gals to the goddamn finish line. It drives me insane. Yeah. No, and even tonight what we saw with uh, Shayna and Nia picking up the win. Now, granted, it was over Dana and Mandy, but um, I think a reversal of fortune there. They've got a great single storyline. When Nia and Shayna break up, you could spin them off into a feud, and I think Dana and Mandy beating them would have done that. Yeah. I'm more – yeah. Yeah. I love Nia Jax. Um, I'm very interested always in her stuff, pretty much. I think she's – a very good heel. She's a jerk. She's a very good jerk. But uh um sorry. But uh I do love uh, uh the other tag team you just said as well though. They they don't really get to get as much as the others seem to get. I don't know why, what they gotta do to get there. WWE's logic is well this are on TV again and you know my theory is on that. <laughs> Yes, uh, AEW Mark Morgan, four ninety nine, saying, I fear Vince just watched Ninja Turtles 2 and brings the Fiend back like Super Shredder. Spoiler alert. Uh, John Cena's bald spot. Matt, your favorite screen name, $5. Raw has their worst ratings ever last week. They respond by having an even worse Raw smack in my head. I feel like there's no hope for Raw. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, so after this first match, um, let's see. And again, like I think, uh, Charlotte and Oscar sort of upstaged them on commentary a little bit, but they did say they were going to have a non-title match against Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans later in the show. Uh, Nia and Shayna got that win, uh, after the match, they stood tall. Uh, but then, <laughs> Santa Brooke and Mandy Rose came from behind, knocking them to the floor. So again, like nobody ever just loses and stays down. They even have to get no. like, the little spot after. Yes, that's the problem. Everybody yes. just stays even. Nobody's special. Yep. Yes. Um, hey, let's talk about this awesome promo Matt Riddle cut on the Hurt Business tonight. <laughs> during their celebration. <laughs> <sighs> Like, I keep thinking that he can't do less for me as a character in every week, somehow. So, I just got to point something out, right? If I was still wrestling and, like, God, in today's day and age with, like, podcasts like ours, just, like, and up next is the Matt Riddle, awesome Matt Riddle promo. I'm, I would have a very hard time not going on social media and saying, listen, Glenn Rubens, like Matt Morgan and, and everyone else who buries and whatever, like, F all, like I, I don't think I'd be able to hold it back. I think I was just shooting on people. We saw tonight. He's not listening to this. He's too busy listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. That's where he gets all his deep thoughts and oh. news about the world. <laughs> uh, like this, just like this is like uh, Japan himself saying the Matt Real character is a rib, right? Like <laughs> a rib in all caps. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're trying just trying to script him to be like the lamest character. Maybe that's his gimmick, like that he's super lame, but he thinks he's cool. Like, that's the funniest. I'm sorry, that was the funniest super chat in quite a long time. (sighs) I mean, and with the hurt business, um, I mean, the hurt business is good tonight. They look great as champions, they've definitely got uh, their swagger, they're they're you know, on a roll. And um, I think this True. was a 
good potential feud to set up for them. I'm glad they're just not fighting the New Day anymore. That was getting really old. I thought yeah. they would, didn't you, Alfred? I thought they'd be stuck with New Day a little bit. Yeah, later. I mean, there's no reason to believe they wouldn't be. They've had the same two feuds <laughs> in the past seven months, and I'm glad they're actually spreading their wings now. And again, they keep Lashley strong. Another clean win for Lashley. Can this guy, yes. at the very least, get another title shot or, or something? Because Please. they've done the world of them. And listen, we're close to them doing a belt collector gimmick. So it would at least be believable that maybe they put all the belts in the Hurt business. To pop a rating, Lashley versus McIntyre one night on Raw. I'd love to see it. And I'd actually like to see Lashley win that match. All the above, I'm in agreement with. Yeah. Yep. Something, anything. Change it up. And, I mean, with MVP, I think it just makes sense. They need to have all the gold. Yeah. MVP's been – he's proving me wrong. I remember when they resigned him, like, what? Like, not because he can't go in the ring or he sucks or anything like that, but just, like, you know, what's next? More to, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Jimmy Wang Yang, like, what's next? Like, from that generation, right? <laughs> um, but he's done amazing. He's an amazing mouthpiece. He's such a good promo. You could do so much with him. He's a He could be a GM at any given time that you need a new GM. You know, he's really good. He's worth whatever they're paying him and then some. Yeah. Well, let's. Bobby, Bobby's been, has helped Bobby a lot, actually, and the others. Let's take a quick break. Thank the sponsor of tonight's episode, which is HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you can get pre-measured ingredients, fresh pre-measured ingredients, and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. I've been using HelloFresh for years, and I love it because it offers convenient, uh, no-contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way, and they cut out all that stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Um, I also like that HelloFresh is the first globe and carbon neutral meal kit company. And by skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25%. They deliver fresh pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and your wallet. We were cleaning out some of the uh, pandemic shopping we did this year last night. And oh my God, did we overbuy. Uh, when I do recipes still, I have this tendency where I always get too much and I'm not sure. And I love with HelloFresh, it's the exact right amount that I need to make the meal, the directions are so simple. It takes out all the guesswork. And HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients. Those meals are delicious and nutritious, and over 90% of the ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure their peak flavor and ripeness. They offer now more than 20 chef-crafted delicious options every week to help you break out your recipe rut, try new things, and make any night feel special. And there is something that everyone will enjoy, including 20-minute meals, low-calorie meals, vegetarian meals, kid-approved recipes, and more. And this is great. This is something that keeps me coming back to HelloFresh again and again. It is flexible for your lifestyle. You can easily change your delivery days and meal plan preferences and skip a week whenever you need to right on the app. And you can keep your fridge stocked by adding extra meals or additional proteins, quick meals like breakfast on the go or their 10-minute lunches, even desserts to satisfy your sweet tooth. Uh, now, with, we've got a deal for our audience. And I want you to order this now because you're going to have this to start your new year off, right? You're going to do something different. You're going to be cooking. You're going to be eating better with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash INC80. And use the code INC80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash INC80, INC80, and use the code INC80, INC80, to get $80 off, 
including free shipping. We thank HelloFresh for sponsoring the podcast. Love having them back on the show. Look forward to a partnership with them in 2021. You're going to look forward to using them. It's going to change your routine. It's going to make mealtime a snap. I love to cook, and I'm telling you, I make the same five things most all the time. What's great about HelloFresh is you're going to try new things. You're going to find things you love and you can work those recipes into your repertoire and constantly be adding to it and get that confidence through HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash INC80 and use that code INC80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. We thank HelloFresh for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, back to the show tonight. Uh, Angel Garza got a win over Drew Gulak. We still don't know. Who is the Rose for? Who's the admirer? Yeah. I was they, happy to, that? I, they may have, but I was just happy to see him back, though, right? Like yeah, I I, he's super talented. He's one of those guys. I, I love the fact that, I mean, they made him super aggressive, and they're trying to do this thing where he's like a Lothario, but he's got a, like, every Rose had his thorns or whatnot. Uh, but it, it was really good to see him see him back. He's, he's, he's one of the most naturally talented young youngsters. Gosh, I'm like, I'm like 95. Um, what is young whippersnappers on the roster that they have? <laughs> no, he really is though. He has such natural charisma to him and that's hard to have. It's very hard to get It's why I get so fired up with, and we'll get to it later. Uh, the booking of Keith Lee, somebody that's so dang different that you're not going to get another version of no matter how hard you try. You're just not, um, every once in a while there's talents that are just, you can't copy. They have it. And I, I, I swear to you, I'm not overrating him. Garza has it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I mean, about him. Just a bad character, though. I mean, this character, yes. like. And you're working with a company, and, I, and I'm not trying to be, you know, over the top here with this, but they, time and time again, year after year, they've proven what? When they get lazy, they do stereotypical type of booking for whatever that person's ethnic background generally is. Mm -hmm. They get very lazy, stuck in 1982. And even in 1982, it was boring to a degree. Yeah, and the presentation often comes off as so tone deaf that they have to keep calling him Lothario, and they've got all these buzzwords for him. And he was pretty much doing this gimmick in NXT, but it was so toned down, and it was like, he was just like a realistic, creepy guy who's going to hit on your (laughs) girlfriend, which that's the heat. He doesn't have to be this package thing. He's just a guy that you just want to keep your girlfriend close because he's going to try it. He's an F boy. But like now in WWE, he's this <laughs> pre packaged like guy that nobody relates to. Yeah. And they have to use all these words that nobody uses. Uh, but yeah, he's so talented. And that shines through. But I just, the more yeah. they make him talk and do all this stuff, they're just screwing him up. They are. They are. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, Justin Lopez, 499, saying if Riddle were still going by Matt Riddle, he could be referred to uh, himself as the new Matt in the Hardy Bros tag team. I never even thought of that. That would be good. That would be better than uh, the way it's going currently. Uh, Wrestling Enthusiast, $1.99, saying Matt MVP's era kept WWE healthy in the mid-2000s. P.S. Wrestling Enthusiast. I was there. No shit. <laughs> Were you? I don't really remember. Oh, that thing with the Mexicals. That's right. Uh, two to two thousand three. Yeah. I, I keep so. saying I'm going to go back and rewatch that, Matt. I keep saying like I tell the wife, say we're going to rewatch Matt's season of Tough Enough, and we're just going to watch his entire run in WWE. Yeah. Well, don't blank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean Hunter, $5. Hi, guys. Raw was boring besides Bliss and Randy. When will Randy learn he can't kill anyone? He tried to kill Taker twice and failed. LOL. 
That is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, Matt, is it too simple to say that WWE is hiring the wrong type of writers like they hire drama and comedy writers? Yes. Why not action-driven writers? Why not action-driven? Um, they need, they, need, in my opinion, you always you can't go wrong by having former wrestlers. I really believe that. Um, former, it's worked. It's worked for many, many years. There's a reason for it. Oh, but Matt, there's so many platforms now. You have to be with the times and know where. Please, um, wrestlers understand the psychology. They know how to get over, and they're very generally because they're no longer wrestling, so they're not being selfish anymore and just trying to hold on to all the juice themselves and all the magic themselves. They're willing to pass it on to somebody younger because that's supposed to be their job now. It's why they've always made better writers, I thought, or, or bookers. Um, and I, I just, I, they've not done it that way. That's the only thing, you guys. If you look back on when wrestling took a huge decline, what is the only thing that they've not, not done yet? They haven't got rid of writers and brought back in wrestlers. That's the only move they've not made. Think about it. Think about yeah. it. There might be a problem of so many cooks in the kitchen, too. Yeah. There definitely is. And you have a bunch of yes men that are terrified of Vince looking at them sideways versus a former wrestler that's not. Um, I'm not saying they get into an argument per se with the guy, but they're going to know how to talk to him. They're going to know how to talk to um, the, the rest of the uh, others in that company, like Kevin Dunn and whomever. Um, but more importantly, the talents themselves still know how to talk to. I don't know. I still, a lot of people used to give, I, I see Road Dog a hard time on SmackDown. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? SmackDown, when Road Dog was on, I enjoyed that SmackDown. We That's were Ryan Daniel Ward. Well. Brian Ward. We were seeing Daniel Bryan and AJ. Like, we were seeing some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought, at least. Um, but, I don't know. That's my opinion. It's the only move they've not made, you guys. Tell me what I'm missing, because they've tried. Let's get rid of these wrestlers. Let's bring in these wrestlers. We got rid of this writer. We'll bring in this writer. They've not tried the one thing yet, and that is no more writers. I know it sounds crazy. You have to have some writers there, all right, because they have a lot of hours of television. I get that. That's good for them, writing their stupid little vision boards and, and whatnot. That's awesome. But they need wrestlers to former wrestlers like Kevin Nash, uh, uh, really smart wrestlers from the past, Scott Hall, um, guys like that that know what the hell they're talking about and, and see what that does. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I'm not seeing them try. Alfred, what's the you, you cover this business uh, and certainly know more than Matt or I do currently. Like, what's the current breakdown? I know for a while there was like the big wave of the soap writers that were there, guys yeah. like Tom Cassiello and uh, others that were tenured uh, from the soap opera background. We've had reality TV writers. Uh, I mean, I both. know, yeah, and they, they let a lot of people go recently, including uh, the woman that did the Otis and Mandy yes. uh, storyline. Yeah, and she believe I believe had a comedy background too, but they they still have like a pretty diverse group of in terms of not the makeup, but in terms of their writing background, they yes, generally concentrate on comedy, uh, soap opera, drama, television writers. I mean, there are a few like television writers who are used to writing sitcoms and scripts and stuff like that. But I mean, it is fair to question whether or not they're getting everything out of these writers that they can. Because at the end of the day, there is a certain style of writing that will get you on WWE TV. People know what the chairman likes. People know what type of you know, jokes and comments and whatnot are going to get you on there. And as much as they change writers or replace them with the wrestlers and whatnot, there's going to just be this cycle. 
I think the one constant above all else is Vince McMahon. And um, in terms of writing for him, yes. is a completely different task than using yes. my writing background to write what I find is Very compelling true. professional wrestling. So, uh, you know, true. it's fair to question. There's been a lot of talented people come through WWE. You know, the woman yes. that you're referring to, I know for a fact, is a very talented writer. We yeah. follow each other on Twitter. She's really, really good at her job. Um, yeah. I don't question for a fact that she couldn't come in there, especially as a woman, because uh, I know that the writing staff, I believe, with her departure is predominantly male. I know Dana Warrior, the yeah. Ultimate Warrior's uh, wife, was brought in there for a little bit. But there is a, a doubt in my mind that she could have brought a fresh perspective or a number of people could have. Anybody there can. But at the so, end of the day, you got to write a certain style for, for, for Vince. So, so, so here's the end of the day. The end of the day is the bell rings, right? That's the majority. Like, th that's what it's supposed to be professional wrestling at the end of the day. That's why they call, we, we, we call it sports entertainment, but it's what we do in the ring is wrestling. The hardest thing that I used to have a hard time with is when a writer would come to me and tell me how I would act. This is how you would do this. No, I wouldn't. How do you, No, that's terrible. That is not how I would act, actually. Here's how I would do it. And if I did that, I offend them. They get all butthurt about it. And then my job's on the line as a talent for talking back. Um, they got to, I'm telling you, they got to at least try something. Scale back yeah. the writers then something and put former wrestlers in there. Because you, how are you going to tell a wrestler how to be a wrestler? That's your job. I know we call it sports entertainment, but still a pro wrestler. How are you going to tell that person how they're going to be in a certain case scenario? I go back mm. to Russo, who I loved actually writing for me. Vince did a very good job overall in writing for me over the years. Um, so I'm not trying to be like uh, uh, um, ungrateful, honestly. Um, but with that said, I'll never forget the promo with Scott Steiner. I knew what Scott was going to say to me. He's going to run me down, run my wife down. And I was supposed to sit there and like take it. I'm like, Vince, I would never do that in a thousand years. Why am I doing this? Oh, brother, brother, the payoff's going to be at the pay-per-view when you beat him. You got to let him get his steam on you first. I'm like, he's not getting steam on me. He's taking a steaming dump on me is what he's doing. And even when I get that win back, it won't matter because I just got verbally big dogged in front of a national audience and got clowned. And they didn't see the blueprint act like the blueprint. All right. In real life, I would never let that happen. All right. I would backhand him from here into the third row. Something. Um, especially you bring my wife into it or my girlfriend into it in real life. Right. So let me do that. Let me react. You know, so like that's just one situation I can remember like yesterday of, of, of a writer not getting the talent that they're writing for in a moment. Mm -hmm. And it goes across the, all across the board in the women's division and men's divisions. When writers, how could they possibly know? They've never been in a fight in their life. How are they going to tell somebody how this? Not when they happen? won. Not a fight they won, Matt. You know, can, can they tell them how to write a really funny fart joke and, and, and get that over? Probably. That ain't why I'm, I'm tuning in the raw. That promo you look at AEW and how well they're doing. You look at how WWE in its golden age, you know. Listen, it's a, maybe it is a good idea to have writers in wrestling, but the pro wrestling, especially so, right now in national, seems to thrive and do just well for itself without any writers. With, you know, input from the guys who are in the storyline with yes. bullet points. I yes. think the problem with writers in mainstream wrestling is it makes it come off as a little less authentic because now everything's scripted. Yes. And then... There's enough politics in wrestling to begin with. You add a bunch of yeah. writers to that, and like what Matt was explaining with these writers and the talent they want to write for, and the disconnect between wrestlers and writers, you add that into it, there's even more political minefield. So yeah, I think they are. might want to eventually try just the, le the less is more approach. Yeah. yeah. And talents, if they're, oh, they're not ready yet, no offense to those talents, they shouldn't be on television then. Yeah. 
you should be able to rely on your talent to come up with some stuff. It's like, here's your storyline. You have six month or is your six month arc. You versus Bray Wyatt, Matt. Here's what we're going with you. Here's what we need to get with you. And then when the day of TV comes, they, they say, hey, you have a two minute promo. This is what we need you to get out of this, right? I should be talented enough, good enough to do that on my own and offer say, hey, this is what I'm going to go out and do. I'm going to say something along these lines. And they got to have the trust in me to go out and then deliver that. Oh, well, these talents are so young. They don't have that kind of pedigree and experience. Then that is a major, major problem. Because I will argue on watching Roman Reigns right now on top of the wrestling world. And you could bet your asses he's got a major influence in writing his own stuff right now. And it's working. Yeah. Yeah. And you never responded to Scott Steiner. No, I did, but it was like, oh, he's good. Oh, he's... I forget what it was, but it was <laughs> it was like in my head, I'm like, this is horrible. This is Sasha horrible. Banks, when she said she was going to call herself the blueprint, they said, aren't you afraid of upsetting Matt Morgan? And she's like, I saw his response to Scott Steiner. I'm not afraid of shit. <laughs> you talk uh, very tough from a thousand miles away. I'm the guest referee for this. Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead 499. A friend of mine used to be a WWE writer and he left after one year. That should tell you something. Wow. A lot is of them are traveling. They get treated like shit as well. Let's be very clear about that. They get treated like crap a lot of them. Yeah. It's a thankless job. Marie Johnson, five dollars, wants to know, Matt. Did you watch the Being the Elite Christmas episode? Come on, what kind of question is that? Of course I did. Yes, yes, okay. I did. It's actually very good. Uh, Brandon Hall, five dollars, saying, "I know this has nothing to do with the Raw tonight, but my goodness, where in the hell is Lars Sullivan?" Brandon, you're the only person huh. asking that question. Literally the only person. Brandon. <laughs> yeah. What's that what's all, going on there? He's a big Alfred. boss. Yes, he, it's just right. it's more Vince being Vince he was excited for him for a couple of weeks. He was on TV, and then it, this is what happens to everybody. Just take whatever your favorite wrestler is in three weeks, you'll be asking, Hey, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> uh keep keep hoping for that with with Matt Riddle. Not yet. Uh shooter McCaffin, five pounds. Uh the biggest effort WWE creative put into tonight's show is building the Lexus swing set. It was impressive. Yeah, they did a lot. That I mean, was. it might have been it was probably pre-tape, but I mean they really turned the lights on and they did the whole setup. I liked how it looked. Yeah, it's good. That should uh, be a new moment of bliss. They should just have two swing sets, and that should be her talk show. If she's yeah. swinging with somebody, and they're just having a conversation. Swinging with Alexa Bliss. But she's got to be crazy <laughs> spooky when she's doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zuka Nigma, Buck 99, saying, Paul Heyman writes Roman's promos. Are you... Please tell me you're actually not getting in the conversation with me about this. Guys, it's already out. Romans has a major <laughs> say in what he's doing right now with his storyline. He's going to pass the credit on, obviously, to Paul. And, of course, Paul's helping with his promos. Are you kidding me? Of course he is, duh. But they're not, they're not regurgitated, scripted lines that are being fed to him. Yeah. And more importantly, the storyline itself, a lot of this is Roman. I know you guys still are butthurt about Roman getting over, despite you all hating on him. But he's over. He's the biggest star in the business. Swallow it. Whole, all of you. Uh, so speaking of regurgitation, uh, tonight, Ms. TV, Ms. <laughs> out there with AJ the guy so much. Sorry. Well, did it feel like Ms. was just going back to the bag of tricks and that talking smack promo tonight? Yes. Doing that intensity, like I'm overlooked, make people proud, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yes. Like very, uh, very, very replay tonight. With that he, he's done replays of that a couple of times since uh, to varying degrees like i think he, in the barclays he did something like that that really worked but 
more times than not, it doesn't work. And this was such a painful reminder of, oh, yeah. All I could think of hearing him like rant like that, I was like, oh, remember when he remember got that? over doing this like yes. years ago? That was really cool. And then now yep. I'm watching this, and it's just a parody of what he just did because he looked like a complete clown last night. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, he did offer uh, AJ Styles a role in the Marine 7, though. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I swear to God, my being a smart ass, I didn't know there's this many Marines. I had no idea. Uh, well, The Miz wasn't in all of them. There was John Cena, then Randy Orton, and then The Miz took over in... Well, there was Ted DiBiase. Oh, Ted DiBiase, pardon me. He replaced uh, Randy Orton right. in part two. But, but my point is, I didn't know there was like more than three or four of them, honestly. Yeah, Miz was in three, four, five, and six. So when he used to say those promos, I was like, he was joking. No, it's just true. Uh, there's like <laughs> there's like one good... Mar- the last one with Becky Lynch was actually pretty good. Uh, HBK. She was the Marine? No, she was the bad guy. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I heard HBK was great in it. Yeah, he can act. Like, he's yeah. he's legit. Who? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the setup things for... Oh, Miz says, uh, since Morrison cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase, he should get it back. Uh, just let it die already. This has gone on too long this year and not been interesting. But, Matt, let's talk about the match everybody's talking about, the match you were dying to see tonight, and that's T-Bar versus Ricochet with the yeah. Retribution at ringside. Throw it to Alfred. I don't even want to dignify it with an actual... <laughs> judgment of this match. Alfred, what'd you think? There was enough in match. I mean, it just doesn't make you... Uh, Ricochet has to join Retribution at this point. I mean, what, what's he going to do? <laughs> what, like, I don't want to see it. I didn't want to see it at the beginning of this feud, but there's nowhere for him to go. Maybe the Hurt Business. Actually, you know what? I'd like to see him do a swerve, and maybe he joins the Hurt Business, but something has to happen with this character. He, there's, it's hopeless. What does he do? He joins the Hurt Business. Does he capture the, the Cruiserweight title for their, like, you know, yeah. Gold Rush, maybe? I, I mean... This is another squandered talent. Again, it's not his fault. Yep. Nate Monroe, Buck 99, saying, can't believe they ruined Ricochet. I mean, when T-Bar right. is beating you. Seriously. You know. Like, that sentence yeah. right there just, oh, my blood pressure's through the roof. Yes. Let's talk about something better. Well, slightly. Uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley versus Riddle and Jeff Hardy. And thank God the Hurt Business got a win here. Thank God is right. Yes, that is a tag team that I, no offense to Jeff, that I have any interest in watching ever again. And this is, I mean, you, we talk about 50-50 booking all the time, but the Hurt Business is the exception to the rule lately where they've actually been booked pretty strong. And, and coincidentally, they're, they seem more interesting. And, you know, it was good to see Lashley get another win. But the stuff yeah. with Riddle is just it's pretty painful when you look at how serious the Hurt Business is most of the time. You know the worst part about it, Alfred? Sorry. Is that... Matt Riddle is like a legit badass. Like he can kick people's asses in real yeah. fights, and the stuff he does in the ring is so darn original. I like watching him wrestle. I really do. What am I missing here? I know they're trying to put the bells and whistles on. They're trying to add more garnish to the steak. I get that, but they're missing badly. They're not. They're not. They're not putting garnish on the steak. They're like dumping ketchup. Yeah, I was gonna say like five week old lettuce. All over to it's ruining it, and it's like he doesn't need all that stuff, he doesn't need all that sizzle. The sizzle is his work, the sizzle is like how he does really talk in real life, right? They don't have to, they, they oversaturate it, is what they do. He says, Bro, a couple times, you know, in a sentence, and it becomes now he's gonna say it 36 times in one minute, right? 
And that's what I mean. They overdo it. They overkill yeah. it. It's annoying as hell. He doesn't need it because he's so talented. He's really talented. It's a shame. Yeah. I think Riddle's uh, charisma makes Baron Corbin look like Roman Reigns. Um, just bad. <laughs> Very forced. <laughs> it is forced. Um, so the Herpes has got the win there. Then we had uh, Jackson Riker versus Graham Metalik. Quick match with Riker getting the win. Uh, Riker's with Elias. Uh, we saw a lengthy recap of last night's Firefly Inferno match. Uh, and then Randy Orton came out and cut a promo, and this was kind of standard, like, uh, you know, I let a guy on fire, yeah, I let a guy on fire, burning flesh, whatever, whatevs. It's almost Christmas, happy holidays, everyone. Um, no, this was standard, but then Alexa Bliss showing up was cool, and I like how she teased the Fiend's return. But Matt, to what we were talking about last night, I really, really hope that uh, this is now Alexa's time to shine and get a good singles run, in. yeah. Uh, beyond her time, yeah. Hopefully, health wise, she's on the up and up, and she's okay, and she's able to. Yeah, even though she was making the raw title, and it'd be it'd be nice to see Alexa take that title. Oh yeah, and I think uh, they could sell it really well uh, with um, her having like these other worldly powers. Now, I think against Oscar, that would be a very good challenge. I'm serious. I want her powers too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was good. This is what I recommend people watch tonight. If you skipped everything else, watch uh, the segment with Alexa. I can't believe Eric. I just said. I just can't believe I said that sentence, but I really do. <laughs> I, I'm so mostly invested in her in this angle. Yeah, that that's the next step. Maybe I don't know, but she's more interesting than Bray is right now, and that is shame on WWE to a degree. Good for her for taking the ball and spiking it ten times in the end zone. Great job on her. But WWE has done a terrible job with uh, Ray Wyatt and The Fiend. Looks like they'll be calling that segment Alexa's Playground. I hope that returns with the swing set and all that production. It really looks different than anything they've done recently. So I, I like Alexa's Playground. It's a good concept. It's creepy, too. It was good. Maybe they can get another bad creation to remix the song. Uh, ABC BBD. <laughs> yes. Get it right, Matt. It's Boys to Men ABC BBD. Oh, Jesus, right. <laughs> the East Coast family. Still got that on cassette somewhere. Your, 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 aunt, your aunt videotaping this is super proud of you right now, Glenn. You know, one of my regrets in life is that I've never seen your New Edition or uh, Belle Biv DeVoe in concert. I feel really the same way about Prince. Me. Yeah. I did see Prince, 2004. The tour oh, where he was doing the old stuff. It was very good. It was very good. Oh. The New Edition, every time they reunite with all six of them, I think this is going to be the time. Yeah. I'll never go. <laughs> I need to finally go. Uh, Naughty or Nice 19, 499, saying, Alfred, tight sweater, man. Oh, I oh, see. Oh, thank you. Uh, Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot. Yes. Kind of a Christmas deal there. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that. Uh... And you know what? It matches the color of the Super Chat. I wonder if that was on purpose. Oh, there you go. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Tim Mickles pointing out that Belle Biv DeVoe was awesome in concert. Yeah, they were. I think Uh, Charlotte Flair and Oscar versus Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Wonder who won this match. But Matt, how do you mm-hmm. think uh, Peyton and Lacey fared? I still think I like Peyton on against her. I, I just, you know what I think? Lacey should be a single star by herself. Yeah. Major single star by now by herself. You know, remember I was against her. Like I thought that was a stupid gimmick they were doing with her. 
it's like this woman we're supposed to believe this woman was what stuck underground for like <laughs> that was know, my 50, theory. 50 years right <laughs> would you call it a time capsule so no, uh, yeah like a blast capsule? from the past situation yes, the yeah. bombshell from the bomb shelter and like we were just throwing grenades on it right but then like she won me over i'm like she's work. she believes this so therefore i believe it and that's so hard to do especially with that gimmick right yeah, and just there alone should have proved to WWE. Okay, she could take something and get it over. She's somebody we need to put the rocket on and protect. They have not done that. It's hard to watch her and stuff like this. It's hard when you know. There's she's a bad. lot of wrestlers who are kind of ill casting these roles on the women's yes. tag division. Watching this show made me realize just about every women's tag team they have is just this mishmash of strange bedfellows who don't want to be teaming yep. together. And, yep. like, in 2020, they had Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They had the Iconics. They had Alexa and Nikki. Uh, they had Bailey and Sasha. And they all broke up. And so yep. now everything's all mixed up, and it's completely screwed up the tag team division. I mean, it's a complete joke. You're right. Yeah. He's right. Yep. Uh, Leon's Duncan saying, don't try to compare us to another bad little fad. I get that reference. Love that. Yes. <sighs> Did we talk no. about Matt? Whether you did the backwards close or the inside out close in the early nineties? I asked you that. I said you totally did that. I did not. My brother did. I told you the story. My brother wore the the cro totally crossed out you, look. You never in your bedroom, which I'm sure you had a nice mirror in it, so you could do this, and watched yourself as you put this stuff on. You're like, okay, maybe I can't go to school like this, but I'm gonna rock this for a few more minutes while I yeah. dance to jump jump. Matt, yeah, maybe I can't go to school like this, whereas you and I both shaved lines into our eyebrows, vanilla ice style, <laughs> but somehow backwards clothing was a step too far. Well, unlike you, I was six foot eight as a freaking <laughs> freshman, and I had clothes that didn't fit me, so I was screwed no matter what. And my brother's hand-me-downs that were terrible. Nut huggers, the worst. In fairness, I didn't really understand what cultural appropriation was until like 1999. So there may have been some unfortunate <laughs> fashion. Might have been rocking some cross colors in 92. I may have owned an X hat at one point. Uh, Did you have oh, cornrows? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I never had long enough to prove that hair like this. Yeah. Or a shaved head. X hats were so over in 92. Yes, they, they were. were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yes, they were. Uh, AEW Mark Morgan 499 saying Flair versus Lacey would blow the roof off a Mania match. Yeah, they absolutely would if they yeah. they treated Lacey they correctly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so of course Charlotte and Oscar picked up the win here, yep. and then uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are scowling backstage. Uh, but then. The main event, the holiday street fight, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Keith Lee versus AJ Styles, The Miz, and John Morrison. Mm. How excited were you for this, Matt? Not the minute they announced it. Again, I don't like know what's hey this week on Raw, folks. Is this going to be the main event? I don't know that stuff going into these shows, just so you know. So when the show was on and they announced that, I was like, ugh, I don't want to see this. Hopefully, Keith Lee gets over. So. Keith Lee ends up winning this match, which I love that for obvious reasons. Um, I still think he's won in a million, big time I do. So I was happy to see him get a win, but as usual, it had to come with hijinks after. It had to come with crap. It had to come with Sheamus laying him out. I'm, I hated that. AJ beating someone with a candy cane kendo sticker, hitting uh, Drew. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a kid, well, not as bad as a pumpkin being put on Doc Owls' head, but still, it's pretty bad. It's up there. 
How would like, you have felt? Just, I'm sorry. If I had a pumpkin on my head? Saying, like, it, it, it's like, it was like 7.35 and it was like time for the main event and you're just seeing them pan around the ring and you see the cookies on the table and it's like the arrogance of this company coming off their worst rating ever. <laughs> to think that in the third Seriously. hour, this is going to get yes. me like the arrogance. 100%. 100%. That's exactly where I was at. And I was so tired at this point. And I'm, uh, I'm going to tell the fans the truth. I started to conk out here. I'm dead ass serious. This is right where I started to fall asleep. That should not be happening. I should be crescendo. Again, I use that word crescendo. Crescendo <laughs> throughout the whole show with my excitement. I can't wait to get to the main event. That's what's got me through these three hours to see what this mega main event is going to be. But they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Could you imagine Matt backstage? They're like, Matt, good news, buddy. You're going to be in the main event tonight. Oh, what's happening? You're going to be facing the champ. Oh, really? You're going to be beating him with a candy cane kendo stick. Okay. So the mark and businessman inside me, like, all right, that's cool. Business for me. I'm the guy going over. Good. I get over. But I'm going to get her cornet's head, a voice in the back of my head going, you're getting some all over you, man. Yeah, I could, I could hear that too. But uh, um, which is when you're in shitty segments, Alfred, you don't want to get any on you. Like, if there's terribly booked stuff for you. Sometimes it's better not to be booked on TV at all. You know, because you could do worse damage to your character, I believe, yeah. when you're written terrible stuff. I E C Matt Riddle right now. Um, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's better not to be on until they have something better for you that fits you. Especially as a bigger guy. As a bigger guy, you have to be very careful with how you book your big guys. Absolutely. Or, or, or big girls for that matter. Um, you do. You got to be very careful. I agree with uh, Daniel Bryan, RBLX. Alexa Bliss on the swing set should have been the main event. Like okay. that should have been the goal. That should have closed yeah. the show. I that looked fun. Yep. Yeah. I really do good. like Keith Lee winning though. That's I don't want to sure. like cheapen that or take away from the fact they did the right thing by having him win and be the guy who picked it up. I know it wasn't like a like a huge way for him to win, and he just came in clean house and then he picked up the pinfall. I get that. But still, it's a win. It's in the right direction for him winning matches, at least, and not losing. Um, which I still will never understand how they ugh, how they brought him yeah. in the way they did. They did, but I'll shut up because I hate it. You know, I just thought of something really quick, not to go off schedule, but that um, whenever things open back up and everything goes back to normal, that swing set when they do WrestleMania access mm-hmm. could be a really popular item for the kids. Oh, yeah. Just go on there, oh, adults just yeah. go and swing and take. That could be really popular. I bet you they'll do it. Yeah, yeah still around. Yeah. And that's what kills me is they're capable of doing so much. Okay, they're capable of doing yeah. one or two cool things a week yes. um, that it just makes you hate everything else. Yeah. You know? It's uh, the basics. That's, that's what's so frustrating. That's what it feels to me is the basics they lack. Yes. Tristan Lopez saying this was a sorry-ass excuse of a street fight. Um, oh, really? You didn't get a street fight out of that, guys? Really? The candy cans didn't do it for you? Could you imagine <laughs> the game Street Fighter if it was like this? There's Holiday <laughs> Street Fighter and Ryu putting Chun Li through please, some. Uh, please don't read the next sentence because then it makes it that uh, it was true tonight. Chris spent two dollars. Uh, AJ throwing cookies was the best part of the match. What in the world? World class athlete AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers of his generation, if not the. Throw cookies at people. <laughs> Good stuff. Who would have thought how your careers would have turned out when you were both? Uh, in impact together. 
before that, I'll go back to my WWE trial camp. He's the first person I ever locked up with that had an actual full match with when I had zero training. And yeah. this kid was so freaking good. He got me through a 17-minute match. Wow. I had no experience. All I had to do with Tough Enough was how to front bump and back bump. That's all I learned on the show before wow. I injured my knee and had to go home, right? AJ, I remember being like, what am I supposed to do with this guy? It's Tom yeah. Pritchard. He's like, well, figure it out. We just want to see if you can move, walk them. Uh, what was it? Chew gum and walk at the same time was basically yeah. my test. Yeah. Um, but that's how damn good he was. He small packaged me against like my will. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to take that. But he put me in position. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. He's so goddamn good. Could you imagine if someone from the future had come to the both of you and said, one day one of you is going to be one of the top talents in WWE and a multi-time world champion, you would have turned to him and said, hey, man, talent's talent, but some of us are just genetically gifted. Sorry, Shorty. You know, and uh, look how the, the tables have turned and the careers. Well, how did you get that out of anything I just got done saying? No, because my props with that. You because and- you're being a smartass and I try to show off in front of your new boyfriend here, Alfred, and I'm going to oh, call okay. you out for it. I am single. I would like to know. He's not my <laughs> married man. Ladies, hit me up. <laughs> but, but anyways, you're getting a little lippy, and it's cute, and I'll play along with it for another few more minutes. But um, again, I'll take any day of the week representing 16,000 people and improving their lives over being a fake, phony wrestler wearing a fake title belt any day of the week. So I, I would be very proud of where I'm at, actually. But what if they told you you get to throw cookies in the main event and beat someone with a candy cane kendo? No. And AJ Styles at that time in camp, by the way, was the cream of the crop. He was the most yeah. sought-after guy for WWE that they were recruiting at the time. They screwed up by giving him a $500 a week de- developmental deal. It was the oh. stupidest thing they did. They could have had him on their roster way, way, way back in 2002. Um, but who knows how it would have worked out for him because I've heard people say things like um, – you know, he would have been misused. They would have screwed him up in the cruiserweight division, which I could see that for sure. Because yeah. um, guys like Paul London and guys like that were very talented too, and they misused them badly. Um, wrestling wasn't where it's at today, where the shorter guy gets a fair chance at this. And uh, so maybe it was best for it, because look, at AJ's going to go down in history as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Alejandro Villarreal, $5, saying is, uh, he remembers watching AJ Styles at Triple Mania event in Mexico, and he was wow. great as the Mexican Lucha Libre style goes with him. Um, so I still good. think with almost, though, like, again, it's tough pairing him with someone that's so big. I mean, when they yeah. were in that segment of TV, almost looks like you just could could have kicked all three of their asses. Like, I think yeah. it's yeah. I think this is a mistake, having someone literally that overshadows them so much physically. And they were walking, they're walking almost the big tall giant that AJ Styles rolls with. They're walking out oh. of the ring and almost like patted AJ Styles on the chest, like to say good luck. And almost his hand is literally the same size as AJ Styles. His whole chest. <laughs> like, he, it, it, it took up his whole chest when he was patting him on the chest. I'm excited to see what they do with him. He's a yeah. former college basketball player, it means he's got to be semi athletic, right? Semi coordinated. Yeah. I hope they do, I hope they're able to do something with him because his look is so different. And yeah. He's just enormous. How tall is he? Like seven four, seven five, or something? What is he? I don't know. Compared, well to, yeah, compared to AJ, he looks 10 feet tall. Seriously, um, he does. AJ's like, what, 5'10? He's 7'3. Uh, yeah, there you go. Almost I this. So there you go. He's huge. Uh, uh, AW Mark Morgan, 499. Will the three of you please predict what gimmick match will be next week for the New Year's match? Oh, God. It's going to be somebody that, in my generation of SmackDown. Definitely would have been. One of the writers having to be pushed out there and a 
New Year baby diaper. Uh, what was that guy called? Oh, come on. What's the writer's name? You're friends with him, Klein. Come on. Slick Dick, whatever his name is. Dick something. Oh, Big All Dick. Right. Chris? Yes. What's his yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Big Dick Johnson. Isn't that what they called him on TV? Yes. Thank you. I thought you were friends with him, Glenn. No? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, I thought, like, you knew him personally. Um, that's the type of crap they're going to do. Something stupid like that. Like, Baby New Year. Maybe it's Big Show this year has to do it. I don't know. They'll probably have some backstage thing where they're going to all be drinking and having a party. So they'll just keep cutting back to that. And then somebody will go through a table. Uh, you know, I think it'll be just a backstage brawl or something like that. Yes. Tonight, it occurred to me that it's Braun Strowman voicing 2020 in that horrible CG New Year's segment. Whenever that was pitched to him as an opportunity, like, hey, buddy, big opportunity for you. Voice our animatronic 2020 in this promo we're going to show a million times. Uh, <laughs> I hate that promo so much. And I'm mad at this Bianca Belair anti-vaping promo for one reason and one reason only. That Bianca should have used her hair to whip the vape out of the girl's hand. And the fact they didn't do that, just such a lost opportunity. I was going to say the same thing, lost opportunity. Yep. It really is. I'm going to think about that now every time I watch a commercial because they played it a lot tonight. Yes. And that is a really good thing they could have done. Dude, it makes her like a superhero. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to sound corny, but it does. She hasn't done that in ages, though. Like, no. why? Why did they back off? That like that's the coolest, that's like awesome. one of the coolest things about her. Like, probably her coolest wrestling move. I thought it made her look such a badass. Like, like cooler, whatever the word is. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Well, uh, this podcast once again more interesting than Raw was tonight. Dude, you know how, how many like messages do you guys get about that? Like, I get that every week. Like, I'm not even watching the show tonight. I just can't wait to see you guys tonight. You guys are fu- you guys are way funnier. Like, that's bad. It's like WWE, come on, man. This is your flagship show. Yeah, and I keep on. thinking they're lucky. I wish we could get away with that. I wish I could get away with not watching Raw and just doing the podcast instead. Yes. Yeah, if there's somehow we could just they could just summarize oh. it for us and we just get the bullet points. Dude, I would I'm, love that. I'm telling y'all right now, the stuff that we would talk about would be way more entertaining than having to talk about this, all three of us. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this is one for the books. Uh, Alfred, where can people find you on the Twitters? <laughs> this is nasty. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, it's at this is nasty. And uh, just go on Forbes, read my articles. Uh, Got to have a profile of Matt soon, you know? We gotta bring the whole world oh, yeah. together. Yay. And, on YouTube, subscribe me on YouTube Pro Wrestling Bit. And Matt Morgan, I give him a hard time. One one podcast a year, I give him a hard time. <laughs> Way more than one time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Matt, how's, how's stuff going? Of, What's that? For, for the record, Glenn's one of my better friends. So Glenn gets to get away with it. Me and Glenn go at each other when we're, it's always in a joking matter. People that pri- privately written me about our show, I tell it to them all the time. I have. <laughs> really beyond good chemistry with Glenn. So Glenn's one of the very few that I'll let go off like that and make fun of me and stuff like that. Because a wrestler, I'll tell you guys this, if you don't know this already, has a ton of pride. It could be 30 years after they're done wrestling. There's still have a ton of pride in their craft because yeah. they, they, they bled sweat and paid the price brother to, to, to go become a wrestler, live out the childhood dream. Um, so Glenn's one I always let it give it. Cause I know it comes from a good place. Uh, Glenn, it's always all love and he's family to me. So, it is what it is. Where are you going to find me? Nowhere, because um, I'm busy. No, I'm joking. Instagram, Facebook, you guys know where normal places are. Well, I was going to say, Matt, how's it going? Uh, you've, you've turned some of our audience on to Thrive. 
And uh, I was going to ask how, some, how that's all going. Some of our super chatters tonight even are, have started on it. It's awesome. It, it legitimately works. Um, it's a three-step process, you guys. You take two pills in the morning, wait 20 minutes, drink a shake, then put on one of these uh, stickers that slow releases uh, natural energy throughout the day for you. So you don't get spiked energy levels where you get a headache 20 minutes later um, and things like that. It's, it actually keeps your energy up all day and all through as long as you want to keep that sticker on. Um, you put it on your inner ankle or in your inner wrist, basically, and uh, the thinnest part of your skin of your body, if you will. So it gets into your bloodline faster. It's really amazing. It works well. My wife's dropped 26 pounds now on it in just like, what, I think, five weeks. Wow. And I've put on like now 38 pounds of muscle that I lost a ton of when I was campaigning. Oh my, I wasn't eating. I wasn't able to get to the gym for about seven months there. I looked like friggin' Skeletor Morgan there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I put on my, so whatever results you want, you want to lose weight, you want to put on muscle, it's going to enhance it essentially is what this is going to do for you. Very cool. We'll message Matt on uh, Facebook, correct, Matt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, lastly, before we go, just a few super chats. Jackson Callens, three ninety nine. AJ Angelico <gasps> would be fun oh, for me. Uh, good night. Can I can in real quick? That would be yeah. Hello, yes, that would so be good. amazing. I love the calling in on Angelico. He's so underrated. Jax Callens, message me on Instagram, by the way, brother. Okay. Yes. Please. Uh, uh, Brian. O10, uh, $5 saying, is WWE setting up Keith Lee and Sheamus for the Royal Rumble mm. match? Just uh, asking, stay safe, guys. It's possible. Yeah. <sighs> Keith Lee. But see, they oh, how do they get out of that? Because I'm hearing they're building Sheamus to, to wrestle freaking Drew eventually, right? Yeah. They can't possibly have Sheamus go over on this guy, right? Uh, they, they shouldn't. They can't be this stupid, right? They probably will. If they're building him for Drew, he's almost certainly going to go over Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Taylor saying he's in the UK, can't watch live, but never misses a show of our podcast. Uh, thank you so much uh, for That's taking awesome. the time to tune in. And as Tammy's pointing out this Friday, Raj is making Matt and I work on Christmas. Unless perhaps, <laughs> uh, unless, <laughs> you know, guys. there's still hope. He might be visited by three ghosts in the night. Let's uh, hope and pray. Uh, but Wednesday, uh, they'll be this, uh, at a, the same time, but just covering NXT Wednesday, both of you and Raj. And then Friday night, me and Matt Moore covering yes. smackdown on christmas of all yes. nights so uh on that note folks uh everybody uh i'll see you on the <laughs> holiday have a good one we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling Inc. podcast take care <laughs>